Mexicans have created colourful textiles for thousands upon thousands of years, often identifying the maker's ethnic group or village. Mexican Otomi, or the more simplified Tenangos embroidery, is a vibrant celebration of riotous colour using a mix of both ancient and modern culture, but also showing the Otomi's ability to overcome adversity. And in the process, they've developed an international reputation for their magnificently embroidered, colourful textiles. In fact, its joyous, highly stylized rainbow-coloured design format has become so popular, it now features on a range of items such as everyday clothing, fashion runways, crockery, furniture, even mobile phone covers. This style of embroidery, however, is a commercialised version of the traditional Atomi embroidery developed in the 1960s in response to an economic crisis caused by severe drought designed to bring in new sources of income to the people living on the central Sierra Madre Oriental Mountains and Plateau. It features highly stylized figurative elements thought to be based on animals depicted in cliff paintings and cave paintings in the area, as well as amate paper cutouts made by local shamans and healers. However, within these designs can also be seen the influences of both the Spanish and Aztec aesthetics as well. Let's discover more about this vibrant, energetic, culturally significant form of embroidery. Hello and welcome to the Stitch Safari podcast, a sprightly and upbeat expedition into the alluringly appealing ambrosial world of stitch history, art and embroidery. Each fortnight we'll trek through and discover the utilitarian, the decorative, the quirky and the just plain fun world that is the art of the needle. My name's Kathy Jack Copeland and I'm the Stitch Safari Expedition Leader. I'm an Australian textile artist, teacher, judge, blogger and stitch enthusiast, surprise, surprise, whose work in contemporary machine stitch became my business. It's not surprising that a Tomy embroidery is much sought after and popular. The graphic, sometimes abstractly modern designs are a wonderful juxtaposition of positive and negative space made by designs the native artists amazingly draw freehand. It's mesmerising to watch them work with such confidence, speed and accuracy. I've watched a number of videos capturing this fluid almost casual yet highly intricate drawing process featuring a menagerie of animals including armadillos, roosters, squirrels and deer and these artisans make it look so effortless. But this style of embroidery didn't begin its modern form until a few hundred years ago. 
The Otomi people certainly used embroidery techniques pre-colonisation, but with Spanish colonisation, the Otomi women began to embroider in the European style, leading it to become a traditional female craft passed down from generation to generation. But it took a famine and resulting economic crisis in the 1960s to force the Otomi to look to new ways of generating income. And thankfully, they looked back to their traditional heritage for a new income stream, the main differentiator of the commercial craft being the use of a white cotton cloth as a backing for the embroidery. Tenengos and Otomi embroidered textiles are generally thought of as a living art, a blend of both historic and modern art. According to stories, their forms and shapes are deeply rooted in ancient times, from the shapes recorded and preserved in prehistoric artworks of ancient cave paintings. We'll never know the exact origin of a Tomi design, but it certainly symbolises a harmony between the natural world and the human world, forming a connection to their ancient myths, stories and rituals. The motives may well stem from prehistoric roots, but also include animals and plants native to their area, as well as people and mythological creatures. Some of the common animal motives are thought to be the bearers of wisdom and important news, while four and eight pointed stars represent the cardinal points. Fertility and nature are symbolised by flowers, with other symbols representing ancient healing, ceremonies, spirits, migration and nature. Otomi symbolism used in their design work may also represent helpful spirits, harmful spirits or spirits that serve as intermediaries between their world and the world of the spirits. The designs are drawn onto cloth, creating surprisingly balanced patterns, which are then worked in saturated colours using a satin stitch variation, which the Otomi call blind stitch, creating a stitch that looks like a very narrow herringbone stitch. It picks up only a few threads either side of the motive, resulting in a stitch only being worked and seen on the top side of the fabric. This means a reduction in the amount of thread required to cover the design surface, as would be the case if you used uh, traditional satin stitch, so is more economical and able to be worked at great speed. This blind stitch makes the perfect thread-saving filler stitch. Then the embroidery is washed to erase the drawing. And when I say washed from the videos I've seen, it's a very, very vigorous one. Originally, ivory muslin would have been used, but white cotton is now preferred. No two designs are the same, probably due to the fact that the initial designs are hand-drawn, all seemingly from memory. 
We all know that embroidery is an art form that takes time, so some of these embroideries must take months, if not years, to complete. And this is definitely one time where the embroidery defines the Otomi textiles, not the cloth, not the weave, not the dye, but the actual process of hand-stitching the brightly coloured embroidery designs producing complex and lively textiles that have become a major source of fascination and income both in and outside of Mexico. It's estimated that around 1,200 artisans practice this craft in the region today, not only associating their amazing textiles as a product associated with Mexico, but also giving the Otomi people recognition in the great land of the Maya and the Aztecs. This form of embroidery also helps them form a connection with the land and their heritage, enabling them to honour their ancestors. It's a platform to further explore the endless possibilities, offering artisan communities and their families work to help preserve their Mexican traditions. Each piece is meticulously handcrafted from the fabric choice to the drawing by the master artisan to the thread colours, the detail precision embroidery and finally presentation for sale. That attention to detail deeply rooted in history and heritage is integral to the Otomi style, allowing them to earn a living. It's timely to speak here of cultural appropriation when it comes to these designs as these vibrant floral and animal motives characterised by their intricate embroidery have found such favour with national and international buyers. Some designers make a concerted effort to source work directly from the indigenous Otomi artisans to ensure they profit directly from their own unique creativity and handiwork. Others do not, with one designer recently accused of cultural appropriation by the Mexican government, no less. A quick Google search will show just how prevalent Otomi designs are. Jane Grey wrote a 2019 blog post on the Stray Dogs design website entitled Something to Bark About, Copycats, noting that I am 100% comfortable with the inclusion of the Otomi's heritage identity in our line. I feel like we did it the right way by promoting and celebrating their art while providing jobs and income. The French fashion house Hermes collaborated with Otomi artisans for a line of colourful, eye-catching Tenango's designs as an instrument of preserving and passing on from generation to generation the ancestral techniques that yield products of excellence. And that's exactly what fashion houses and designers should be doing. 
In many cases, retailers are now going directly to these communities to work with the artisans, providing a sales funnel for their work along with economic growth by helping them tweak their creations to create wider audience appeal. At the end of the day, it really comes down to being respectful of other people's work and their ability to earn an income from it. Thank you for your time. I hope you found this episode of interest and look forward to you joining me again soon. There's lots more to come in 2022, believe me. Stitch Safari's now reached over 6,000 downloads and that's all thanks to you. I'm extremely grateful. It's also been mentioned as one of the 20 best embroidery podcasts of 2021 by Welp magazine and listed in the top five textile industry podcasts as at January 2022 by Feedspot. Please leave a message and subscribe to the Stitch Safari podcast. There's just so much more to discover and it's all so fascinating. I do post interesting tidbits on Instagram and Facebook from time to time, as well as book reviews, both fiction and now non-fiction, along with a blog on the Stitch Safari website. So do head on over. Till the next episode of Stitch Safari and our exciting adventure into stitch, embroidery and design. Bye for now. Bye.